independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Hey, people in the greeny area who want greeny things. I'm going to tell you something today. Sit back, relax, strap in. This is going to be fun. If you want to get to net neutral, if you want to be greener, healthier for the planet, you may have to accept the fact that there are SOBs in the planet that do not care about you and your green needs. And the things that they want to do and the people they're willing to align with and the things that they're willing to do to quote-unquote their allies and the planet, you trying to drive a cleaner car isn't going to stop them. Plus, these people also like instability because it's good for business. I'm talking about OPEC. If I was Biden, I'd be really old. But, I mean, if I was in the president's position, I'd find a way to text him with the word fracking. I'd call him up and leave voicemails. Energy independence. That's what we need to do. That's it. Period. Case closed. Why Oh, why are we continuing to give people who hate us the power to do things? Like hold the world hostage. Take us out of it. We're going to be fine. It sucks if you're the president and you're looking at midterms going, good God. Gas is going up. Because he whispers. Yeah. Take that out of it. Emerging nations. Africa. Look at that continent. They're already struggling because, uh, if you guys aren't aware of this, uh, there's massive famine going on in several parts of the globe. There's already issues when it comes to grains. Now you throw in energy. You know what that brings? Instability. That doesn't help us. And most importantly, it doesn't help human beings who are in godforsaken countries with corrupt rulers and minders who aren't interested in them living in peace and will take advantage of everything. Add us into it, and we have to make decisions. So what you're saying is don't go green. What I'm saying is going green sounds great, but right now... Maybe the best thing we do is have a little green envy from other people because we decided, F you, let's get energy independent. And when the green people stand up and go, but it's going to hurt the penguins, say, you know what? It's better that we do this to try to save as many penguins in the long run than allow us to putter along ass-handery and hope that we get there all the while hurting us. You know, other nations laugh at us that we would go out And do dumb things like hurt our economy and our people. Thinking the rest of the world's going to get on board with it. It's time we flex some might. Russia. Yeah, nuclear weapons. Everybody stands back. North Korea. They got nuclear weapons, right? 
And what did they do? Well, you know, he saber rattles. We got to find out what the hell he wants, right? You know, we got to go figure this out. What's this midget over here with a bad haircut want? That's not very nice. You called him midget. You know what? Little people will agree. We're okay with that one. You know, Saudi Arabia has an OPEC. They have a nuclear weapon too, and it's called energy. And when they want to, they can do stuff. We need to find a way to get around this, and we need to find a way to do this, not just for the sake of our our economy, which, by the way, a weak economy, a bad economy, an economy that struggles is an economy that is right for political rife. It's an economy that brings with it instability. It's an economy that lets the world know, hey, stuff may happen here. There may be opportunities here. It's time that we do something about it. It is. Period. Case closed. End of story. This is not good news uh, that we've gotten from uh, OPEC. Hard to know what would have happened if President Biden had not taken that trip at the time. I thought it was the reasonable thing to do, recognizing that there was enormous uncertainty. It increases the risks with respect to inflation. It increases the risks with respect to recession. The sense that Saudi Arabia is in collaboration of some kind with Russia can't be a happy one for Americans. No, or anybody, by the way. Like I said, the hurt isn't just going to be ours. And our hurt is so much different because we are so much further ahead than everybody else. We are not even close if we're honest with ourselves. We're going to talk to our military analyst at the bottom of the hour. I talked to another guy, military guy yesterday. And he said, you know what? Here's the reality of who we are. There's superpowers, if you will, but there's not. We're an alien power. Not because we have aliens, because we are so far ahead. We are such a distance away from so many other things. We are trained better. Our weapons are better. Our intelligence, everything is better. We are so much. We are fine. Yeah, it sucks. My wife paid 170 bucks yesterday for gas from California. We're blessed, but I tell you what, it's the average person going through. The economy, yeah, it's important, but it's not just important. The more stable we are, the better it is for the rest of the world. The more stable we are, the better it is for everybody. That's the reality of it. So looking at it from, let's see if we do this here, where we can have one less hurricane every decade, you know, enough of that, right? Enough of that. If we do this right, we do this correct, we control a lot more and stop pandering to people and say, look, we're going to get to the, we all want to be energy independent. God, I would love to plug in a car and never ever have to worry about anything. And everybody else is doing the same thing. Of course, right now our grids aren't very good and they'd fall apart in five minutes. So we're not there yet. We'll get there, but it's going to take a while. Utopia and fantasy land, we need to put on our big boy britches. It's big gender britches, whatever. And get busy doing the right thing. And that overall will take care of everything else. It's like it's sports, right? You know what? Winning cures all ills. That's the reality of it.
But have you ever noticed when a team's winning, you never hear anything out of the locker room. When a team's winning, you never hear. When a team starts to struggle and lose, what do you hear? Infighting, bitterness. This person doesn't like that. It all starts to go sideways. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Jobs, 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 jobs. Jobs. There were jobs to be had in the leisure and hospitality, healthcare, and professional and business services sectors. Payrolls expanded by 263,000 in September, and the unemployment rate ticked down to 3.5%, matching the lowest unemployment level of the last 50 years. Average hourly earnings went up 10 cents. In the past year, hourly earnings have increased by 5%. Overall, this report shows while hiring has slowed from prior months, it is still solid, perhaps complicating the job of the Federal Reserve as it tries to tame inflation. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Yeah, that's right. We got to figure that out. You know, uh, the reality is, though, you might got a 5% raise last year, but if you're, in, say, here in Arizona, we have 13.5% inflation. The average around the country is about 8.5%. So you're taking a 3.5% to a 5.5% pay cut. That's not good. If oil prices continue to rise, guess what happens? Inflation will go. Why? Because the thing you're going to buy, it's not just the gas, the thing you're going to buy is going to be more expensive. That toy for Christmas is all of a sudden more expensive. It starts to add up. There's a cumulative effect. Oh, yeah, I'm getting what you got. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Chad. Just throwing it out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, Mike Lyon's going to join us bottom of the hour. Interested to talk to him. Uh, what he used to do was handle the nukes. Uh, he's a military analyst. And we're talking to him bottom of the hour. Like, what, what are these things capable of? You know, we hear about, oh, he might be a nuke. He's getting desperate. He's getting desperate. Okay, let's just say he went a little sideways. Which is, is it a possibility? I don't know. Washington Post reported today that uh, we're getting stuff out of the Kremlin from people I think we have back channels with who say his generals and people are starting to push back a little bit. Their noise is getting louder uh, as their people flee. They've lost, what, almost 30 miles. Not square miles, like miles. That's, that's unheard of. You go back and look at wars, especially war for land. You know, the Great War, the war to end all wars. They'd fight for days to go a yard they're losing miles a day if he got squirrely what can these things do we're going to talk to him about that a lot of other stuff biden did something with weed man we'll talk about that as well and an interesting article out of the atlantic what people don't get about other people's jobs so you hear somebody and you're like, oh, well, that's an interesting job. And you think, I think they do this. But it's very interesting. Uh, this guy, he sent out a bunch of emails and stuff, hoping to hear from a few people. And uh, he heard from hundreds. And, you know, all kinds of professions. He's opera singers, orchestra musicians, sailors, camp directors, you know, uh, all kinds of interesting things. And some of the stuff is just fascinating. Like what you think this person does. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's not really what this job is. That might say that's what it is, but it ain't that. Talk about that. A lot of other stuff to get to as well. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens delivered directly to you for free. All you do is cover the cost of shipping, and boom, out it comes. 
Now, what is it? Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-3, 6, 9, all this incredible stuff that is great for your dog. And my dogs love it. My mother's dogs love it. And they're big dogs, too. I really wanted to see it with the big dogs because I see what it does with Doodle. Doodle's little. But for my mom, my mom said the most amazing thing this year was there was no, like, allergies. Their skin was great. It was, they didn't have the issues they've had in the past, which is fantastic. Whether your dog you know, struggles with joint pain or, or you know, skins or problems or digestive problems, give them a try with this and see the difference it can make. Right now, get a free bag. It's coming directly to you. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're running my life, bud! You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. I was gonna clean my room before I got high. (laughs) I was gonna get up and find the broom, but But then then I got high. high. And I know why. why uh, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Yesterday, uh, Biden. I'm going to give it to you how. So one side's going to spin it. It's like, oh, crime. And the other side's going to spin it. Like, this is right. Uh, and they're both full of crap. Biden pardoned some 6,500 people. Uh, potentially. And I say potentially. Because it's up to the states in many cases. Because the states charged them. So they weren't federal crimes. Uh, but one thing Biden did yesterday, and he came out, and I, I don't think people realize this. And I think people need to understand. Weed is a Schedule 1 substance, okay? Schedule 1. Listen to what he says here and just understand how insane that is. The federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule 1 substance. The same as heroin and LSD and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, marketing and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. You know, I always tell everybody, people say, what's your political? I'm, I'm a, I always tell everybody, I, I'm a conservatarian. Well, what's that? I'm a live and let live in a lot of ways and conservative in a lot of other ways. And the live and let live is the, you know, those liberal kind of. No, no, it's like weed of all the things is the least of our worries. Well, it's, it's a big, you know, the trafficking. You talked about the traffic, things like that. But fentanyl is a schedule two drug. Fentanyl, for you guys who don't understand, 50 times more potent than heroin. 100 times more potent than morphine. And how many people did weed kill last year? How many people did fentanyl 
Fentanyl. How many people died because of fentanyl? If you want right now, you can go to your pharmacy and go, I'd like to get some Narcan. That's if you see somebody who's, who's, you know, on the ground and they're dying and and stuff, give them a shot. Oh, do I need a prescription? No. Libraries in the country have it. Schools are now getting it. It is deadly dangerous. Simple possession is essentially for recreational use. You weren't moving weight, as the kids would say. Oh, he's not moving weight. No, no, no. We got to do a better job. And for all the people out there who are super uber conservative, I get it. I get it. Crime's up. Yeah, I, I, those things I get. Here's the deal. Alcohol, I'd rather be around a bunch of people that are high than drunk. Alcohol is, if we, that they came up with alcohol today as we know it, they'd be like, we can't let this loose. And failure after failure in the way that we've approached these things. I think it's time for a new approach. 323-538-2423. Speaking of approach, are we approaching the Armageddon moment? Mike Lyons, our military analyst, is going to join us talk about that potential with Putin, who, by the way, is 70 today and still evil. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The pooter turned 70 today. He's the worst. We already know that. Now, regardless of what he did, you know, in the Ukraine, he is one of those people that is just an awful person, uh, you know, and I think we know that. But he is threatening things. Things like, I don't know, nuclear war, which is terrifying. Joining us now is the guy who's been with us from the beginning of this thing, pre this thing, that has become uh, a lot of what the world should be paying more attention to. Mike Lyons, uh, retired uh, major in the Army and military analyst. And Mike, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, I, I want to break stuff down. You you dealt with tactical nukes when, when you were doing your thing. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I was a nuclear weapons officer uh, in in Germany at the time when the wall was up, um, when uh, we thought the Third World War was going to take place there. Um, part of the, the PRP, the Personal Reliability Program, uh, nuclear qualified, the whole thing. Uh, and, and, and familiar with the kind of weapon systems that a tactical nuke uh, would be responsible for. Okay, so let's break down. There's different kinds, you know, the A-bomb, you know, and then you got hydrogen and stuff. Let's talk about the tactical nuke. Mm-hmm. The sizes of these things comparatively to what we saw and the only experience we've had realistically, which is Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right. And so those are air delivered. So this is one thing to have a nuke. It's another thing to deliver a nuke and how, and how it gets delivered is important. And a nuclear weapon delivered tactically is most cases by an artillery weapon, in fact, at a distance of, let's say, about 12 to 15 miles. And in most cases, it's used to cover a retreat. It's not used in the offense. You don't shoot a tactical nuke forward and then, you know, go ahead and take that land because that land will be contaminated. 
And so we had them used back back in the day when we were set to use them, if we had to, God forbid, in in the defense and and to use them as a retreat. Now he's claiming he'll use them differently if if uh, if he's attacked in these areas that that he just took over and just annexed. He'll claim he'll use tactical nuclear weapons. I'm not sure what the target will be. Likely the target will be the conventional weapons. They'll they'll be fixed in place because the tactical nuke gives the um, the advantage to having um, ten times the amount of artillery. So, for example, he fires one weapon, he gets ten times the amount of artillery. So he's going to up the precision artillery that's been happening to him over the past few months. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, and our go-to when it comes to all things uh, military war. So. What are the sizes of the things? Because I've heard everything from one kiloton to 50 kiloton comparatively to what we saw in Japan. Yeah, so so you'd be surprised. The tactical nukes don't have the same level of let's you know square footage that that would that would they could destroy just because based on the size of what you could fit into an artillery round, a one five five. Uh, artillery round, which is 155 millimeter, without getting you know too much inside baseball here. But but the point is, it, you um, you know it, it's it's not something that will necessarily change a tactical nuke again won't change the battlefield very much because it's not going to destroy you know 10 square miles or 200 square miles or some some other large figure. It won't it won't do something. It won't it won't be that effective unless you know he goes after infrastructure he goes after um uh, rail lines and things but those really are going to be more difficult to deliver artillery wise because he's not close enough to do them he likely then brings in planes or drones or uh, no, I, I take that back he's got no capacity to really do drones there but other other delivery mechanisms but if he puts those things in a plane he runs the risk of having that plane shot being shot down so I, I think he's we're overestimating what the tactical nukes are going to do. It won't tip the balance back into Russia's favor. It'll just buy them time really defensively because that's, you know, again, tactical nukes don't work on the offense. Talking to my clients, military analysts, and let's talk about the offense. Uh, they seem to have very little of it, and they've just now decided they're going to send 300,000 people to their death. More than likely, the Ukrainians are making moves mm -hmm. that, you know, we were talking earlier that you go back and, you know, you're a study, obviously, of history when it comes to war. You know, taking a, a small hill sometimes took days, weeks, and months. These guys are taking miles at a time. It is fascinating yeah. to watch how bad they are their military is and how under you know uh, how underwhelming they've been and just what the ukrainians have been able to do on the battlefield yeah in the short time that this has gone on you've got uh, you know the historical analogy is vladimir putin hasn't found a general officer that's really willing to engage in total war in in the region and synchronizing all the different assets he has because he does they do have tremendous military capability there they just have not been able to figure out a way to synchronize or they've been cut off they've been trapped um they um they have not looked at terrain they've they've put themselves in positions that have allowed them to be cut up and, and shot up piecemeal they've tried to attack along too wide a front a thousand kilometer front so that they've, they've made literally every, every single mistake now at some point though they're going to get back to we, we talked about different alamos right i mean we said at one time odessa was something that uh that the ukraine never could get never could give you know give back now Crimea is the place that he will defend forever. Crimea is, you know, the Russians have to have that strategically. They've had it for 100 years. They were leasing the Sevastopol. They were leasing the, the naval assets there for, for the last, you know, before the fighting started. 
I, I think that that's just the last kind of stand and they'll have to move as many troops in, into that area as possible. And Russia will continue to throw troops at this. That's how they solve these problems historically. They throw, you're right, 300,000 troops thrown into the fire and, uh, and and likely a lot of them will be killed, but, uh, but they, they'll keep coming because they have that capacity. You know, you talk about the 300,000. I mean, you know, it, it's, they, the gig is up as far as trying to hide everything with, you know, you can go out and get VPNs. Now the young generation has worked its way around the propaganda right. and the BS that the, the Russians have spawned. And look, everybody does it. We're full of propaganda, all of that stuff. But these kids and these guys, they know what they're heading into. They're not trained. They're given rusty weapons, uh, bad uniforms, and right. they know they're going to either a certain defeat or death or capture. They understand that. That is, mm-hmm. I mean, th- that has to be the noise growing throughout that, hey, you know what? As an older woman or man, you're all about Russia and you remember the pre, you know, the Soviet days. But watching your kid go off to mm-hmm. war and thinking, hey, they're coming back in a body bag. That's that's going to start to upset some mm-hmm. of the generation. I think he thinks he has a hold of. Well, I, and I think that that makes sense in around Moscow and some of the larger cities in, in Russia. But we have to remember Russia has 11 time zones. Um, they they can mobilize from many different areas for people that frankly don't look Russian, right? They look they're they're different of ethnic sorts, um, and and they don't have that same ex- exposure to the technology or to the communications, and they could be quickly rounded up. But but for all the technology that Ukraine has brought to the battle, what's what's shrunken here and what you can't shrink actually is time, and the time it takes to mobilize. And again, look in history, you talk about countries that mobilize and do it successfully. United States, for example mobilized very successfully during World War II after getting initially punched in the nose, obviously, in in, in initially taking tremendous losses in, in Africa and in the Pacific, and then wound up as war machine. It takes, it takes about a year to train a division. Right now, they are sending replacements in. They're just sending individuals to go in and fight. But from a military perspective, we know that it takes divisions, and that's twenty to 25,000 soldiers fighting at a time that have been training for about a year together at a time in order for them to be successful. The question is, Russia's running out of that time to do that. They should have started training those divisions back when they when they started this whole thing, but they just thought it was going to be over before it, before it began. Talking to military analyst Mike Lyons, we talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. Uh What's the off-ramp, if there is any, from Washington Post reporting today that uh, people inside the Kremlin now are starting to do something they never probably thought they were. They're pushing back. They are, even some generals are pushing back now. Does he have an off-ramp at all? I, I, you know, hard to say. You know, he's going to want to keep certain areas maybe have a real election in those as regions in the Donbass as to whether they want to join Russia or not, as opposed to the fake one that, that was pulled. Um, I'm not sure he'll agree to that. that and and um, as we talked before, that should he fire a nuclear weapon, then regime change is really on the table more overtly than it is uh, in an undercurrent right now. I, you know, it, it, for him at this point, um, unless he wants to continue to lose his, his army, he's going to need to get it off the field. But he needs Crimea, uh, and there's no other way around it. Russia will never be able to project power as, as a, in, from their perspective, and, and, and maybe that's the, that would be a tremendous punishment if somehow that's taken, uh, that takes his Black Fleet, uh, Black Sea Fleet, and puts it uh, really on ice. What I mean by that is they'll have to go to the north and into the into the naval ports they have there that freeze in the wintertime. They don't have a warm water port, 
So it's going to be difficult to find a face-saving solution for Russia with, again, the largest amount of nuclear weapons and arsenal within any country in the world right now. Which is terrifying. And again, when you got a mad, what they call the mad Vlad, uh, you, you do worry about somebody. Do you think we have so? Do you think there are people inside the Kremlin that, while they're going along with this, Mike, and you know this better than anybody, having dealt with military and, and war your entire adult life, that there is a back channel or somebody within the 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 power sphere that should he say we're doing this, somebody would say we're not, and he could be able to pull it off. Yeah, I love that question because I, I, you're looking again, go back to history and think about times when we should have that person. Um, I don't think that we do in this case. I think that that we've allowed this to get completely out of hand by mixed signals from a president. I, I think if we had that guy and we had that that inside back channel, a lot of things would have happened, uh, uh, wouldn't have happened. And we, we wouldn't have sent the message. Look, we had a president in January basically give him a green light to go invade Ukraine. I mean, from what his comments were about, you know, if, it, if you don't do it too badly or whatever, you know, what he said and everybody, you know, we, we just give a pass to everything that Joe Biden says that has, that has accelerated some of the things that have happened. I think if we had that person, you, you would, we, there would have been a lot, there would have been a lot stronger message to the Kremlin about what their actions would be. And, and I think right now the Kremlin goes thinking that the United States doesn't matter anymore. He's just trying to survive the regional conflict that he, that he has in Europe and if he does that, he's, he'll win eventually. And if he gets Germany and France and everybody else weak in the knees and they start to, to cave, then eventually he's still knowing he's got the industrial power can uh, can win out and at least keep the land that he currently has inside Ukraine. What is OPEC's move by getting rid of uh, or, or at least cutting their, you know, uh, bringing the barrel of oil, if you will, and producing, you know, yeah. probably about three to five percent. What does that do for their coffers? Well, so to flip that, the Chinese have used less energy. Uh, saw yeah. a report on that this morning, right? So, so again, you talk about you know t- typical commodity. You know, if I go to school again, I'm going to study more economics, right? Because that's really the whole economic statecraft to this whole. You know, the economic security is such an important factor to this whole to our country, and and we, we're ignoring it because we're we're starting to again out. So we're going to go to a Venezuelan dictator in order to try to pump more oil to try to keep the gas low, so the Democrats can win an election. Is really what's what's how that's going to go down. But anyway, the, getting back, um, the Chinese now are going to be able to absorb a lot, so there's still going to be a lot of opportunity for Russia to earn the kind of money it needs to fund this war. And it's, it's going to come from, from China. And as long as China is important, China holds the key. If China decides and says to Russia, look, enough's enough. We've had it. That's it. Then, then the whole thing has to stop because they're the only ones that can strangle. But they like the fact that their dog's off the leash. They like the fact that uh, they, they, it involves the United States. They, they like that because this kind of upheaval can put them in a, in a higher position eventually. Last quick question. I appreciate you coming on. You know, we, we talk about this, and we were talking about this earlier with the whole thing with OPEC, and I don't think people realize mm-hmm. when if we're energy independent and we're not sending money to despots and people who hate us and who are diametrically opposed mm-hmm. to everything that we believe, not just here but the West, the more stable everything is, the better it is, not just for us but for everybody else. OPEC's move yesterday doesn't I mean, will be fine. But the hurting it's going to do for mm-hmm. places throughout, like Yemen, where they're going through a famine, uh, the, and, and throughout Africa, is right. tremendous. And we don't see that. Yeah. No, that, that's exactly right. Because these other countries, those, some of those third world countries, have decided to buy into some of the green uh, theories and, and what's gone on there. And they've, they've, they've outsourced that, again, their energy. 
when you outsource your energy, you're really outsourcing your security and you've put your prosperity on hold. And there's just no way you're, you're going to be able to grow. Um, I, again, um, we, we won't know that. We won't see that because that's not covered in any of our media events. We're just more worried about what the price of our gas is. But it's the, the effects on the third world countries is devastating when that happens. Mike Lyons, best in the business. Love having you on. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Thanks, Chad. Talk soon. Thanks. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. If you missed any of that, grab it. Podcast, you'll love it. Mike Lyons is great. He delivers the best stuff. Follow him on uh, Twitter as well. Uh, Raycons, you can listen to our show, you know, with your Raycons. You can listen to podcasts with Raycons. Best earbuds around. Incredible. And I'm talking about incredible. Uh, Sound quality, second to none. Fit, second to none. Price, oh, about half the price of all the other like uh, you go out and you get these, all oh, these this brands, amazing. It's got this thing. And then you get it and you're like, this thing doesn't fit. It's plastic. It's not with Raycons. Seven soft gel tips are going to come. So you can have the perfect fit for your all day wear. It's awesome. Several different sound modes as well. Eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Get your Raycons and save an extra 15%. They already start under $100. You're going to save even more. Go to buyraycon.com slash chat. Buyraycon.com slash chat. Buyraycon.com slash chat all right coming up a little football right gonna give you my stuff and some interesting stuff about uh, jobs 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 what people don't get about certain jobs and uh it's fascinating chad benson joe serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony it's chad benson Uh, lost last night. I thought the Broncos would win. They look like crap. They lost. Colts win. <sighs> not a good look. I will say that. They are, that. That thing is not working, and I don't know why. Because Russell Wilson is a hell of a quarterback. And, uh, man, they look like that game was ugly. Best way to describe that game. What's that game? Ugly. Ugly. The rest of the games this week, going to give you your picks. I'm still uh, doing okay. 36, now 28 and 1. Uh, Giants, Packers, take the Packers. Patriots, Lions, man. I'm going to go Patriots, but the Lions are the high scoring team. Unfortunately, they can't stop anybody. Uh, Browns, Chargers, go Chargers. Uh, Jaguars over the Texans. Bucks beat the Falcons. Uh, Bills over the Steelers. Jets, Dolphins. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Jets. I know it's weird. It's probably wrong. Stupid. Vikings beat the Bears. Commanders, Titans. Titans. Uh, Seahawks, Saints. I'm going to go with the Fighting Saints. 49ers, Panthers. I'm going to go with the Niners. Eagles, Cardinals. Cardinals are at home. They suck there. Go with the Eagles. Cowboys, Rams. Go with the Rams. The The Rush. Undefeated. Start to his career ends. Ravens, Bengals go with the Ravens, and the Chiefs will beat the Raiders on Monday night. Interesting uh, article. We'll get to more of it next hour. And if you're missing the show, grab the podcast on uh, jobs and careers and what people think they do and what they actually do. Some things like chefs, doctors, those kinds of lobbyists. He goes, most people assume lobbying is legal money laundering. Most people are quite correct, says this lobbyist. Most people assume lobbying is legal money laundering. Most people are quite correct. However, not all lobbyists are money changers 
in the temple. In fact, many of us do not make campaign contributions, wine and dine legislators, or even work for big corporations or special interests. Many lobbyists represent low-income families, nonprofit organizations, as well as uh, other things, and don't do so many horrible things, if you will. Not so horrible is how they describe it. Another lobbyist said the industry isn't just a bunch of unethical fat cats. However, it includes unethical fat cats. We'll have more of that. A lot of other stuff missing the show. Grab the podcast. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Jobs, 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 jobs. We're about four and a half weeks away from... uh, It's going to be a very interesting midterm. You know, uh, Biden can't be thrilled, obviously, as is anybody by what OPEC just did uh, and their ass hattery and the way that they've done those things. On the other side of stuff, you look over... And, you know, everybody's like, well, that's because they want Biden out of office. That's what somebody said to me yesterday. And I go, so explain that to me because they don't like him. OK, but keep going. Uh, you know, because when Trump was in office, you know, and I said, but you understand that if the Republicans took over, their whole goal is to drill, baby. Yeah, but you don't understand. And I love that. So you don't understand. OK. All right. Well, that's thank you. Thank you for explaining it to me. Uh, appreciate that. But then you got the job side of things and jobs are, well, they're, they're, they're important. And one of the things that must come, if you will, during a recession, uh, at least, you know, has in the past, like every time is there's a slowdown in jobs. There's a layoff. People get worried. People, you know, stress. They, they think about their money. Oh my God, what am I going to do with it? Oh my God. Right. I do think about it all the time. I work for myself. And you, you think about it. But they want you thinking about it more, that you could lose your job. That In some cases, in sadly but true, that the jobs slow down and or people lose their jobs. Therefore, spending slows down. Spending slows down. As the spending slows down, what happens? The crunch to get the goods that are available will eventually drive down inflation. It's, it's a weird balancing act. So let's look at the job market. There were jobs to be had in the leisure and hospitality, healthcare, and professional and business services sectors. Payrolls expanded by 263,000 in September, and the unemployment rate ticked down to 3.5%, matching the lowest unemployment level of the last 50 years. Average hourly earnings went up 10 cents. In the past year, hourly earnings have increased by 5%. Overall, this report shows while hiring has slowed from prior months, it is still solid, perhaps complicating the job of the Federal Reserve as it tries to tame inflation. Yeah, and that's a lot of the bit. It's, it's a weird thing to. Our Fed's goal is to choke our economy near unconsciousness without getting it to the point where it goes into a coma and or dies and then revive it 
as fast as it possibly can. And it's 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 an odd, odd thing. But one of those things is going to be jobs. And look, you know, yesterday uh, I was talking to my my on-air partner and, and, and I said it always goes back to jobs, man, no matter what it is. When you go and look at all of the things that people are looking at, crime is made, it's move up the Google thing, all, all of that stuff. It's still economy, inflation. I always count all of those kind of things as jobs, right? You know, jobs is on there, but it's, it's still the economy. It's all wrapped up into one. If you feel good about what you do, if you feel secure that your job's not going anywhere, you're more apt to spend money. You got all the other things that go on in life, right? All the other fights, all the other, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Those things get magnified against one party or another if things go south but it starts with the economy it does it starts with the economy oh yeah yeah, i can see that if this is a stronger than expected jobs report it very likely means that the fed will continue aggressive rate hikes that means more expensive borrowing costs for people out there it also means you get paid more to save your money at the bank the other big thing here is inflation Inflation. We know that inflation has potentially been coming down in areas, but it's starting to go back up as far as gas prices are concerned. And that's the other side of it. You know, OPEC's decision yesterday to cut barrels starting in November, uh, about two to three million barrels per day. What that does is it puts crunch on the market. The crunch on the market, it means that the stuff that is available to purchase is going to go up because there are more people bidding on less things. So people are willing to pay more. As that starts to rise, what ends up happening? Gas prices go up. The West Coast here, uh, weirdly enough, we've already felt that. So, and that had nothing to do with the actual oil that was available. It had all to do with refineries. So prices may not go up at all. And if they do, it might be just a small amount comparatively to everybody else who is going to be paying a chance significantly more in the coming weeks. I mean, they're talking about it going back up to $5 nationwide. Which means every time you go to the store, what happens? Oh, I'm going to go get some bacon. Well, how did the bacon get there? The bacon didn't walk there on its own. It said, slaughter us and make us bacon. It didn't happen. It got driven there. Oh, yeah. So it all adds up. And heading into a fourth quarter that is Christmas time, that's not a win either. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, love hearing from all of you. <sighs> Found this interesting article. I like it. Just, you know, it can't just be all doom and gloom. It can't, sorry. And it's not doom and gloom. At the end of the day, we're still in a better position. I guess, you know, we, we had Mike Lyons on last hour, and if you missed him, grab the podcast. But one of the interesting things is, is as frustrating as for us to look and see 520 a gallon or, you know, like my, I said yesterday, my wife had like 170, F, you know, right around there from California. She came back here to Arizona and she was out there uh, with my, my daughter and they drove back yesterday. It sucks, right? And it's tough. People living, 60% of Americans right now living somewhat paycheck to paycheck. But think about the impact globally that these kind of things have. And that's why we as a country need leadership that is going to put us in the position to be at the head of the table 
You may not like us because you're like, I like uh, socialism. Or you may like, yes, and the communism seems like a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Super ideas. Mike Tyson used to say everybody's got a great idea until they get punched in the face. Then they realize, oh, my God, it's Mike Tyson. Here's the thing. that Those things have never worked, and they're not going to work. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. But having a stable, stronger power than everybody else, that's, that's America, is a win for everybody. I'm not saying we don't do shady things. No, 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 of course. Like, you look and see what's going on in Iran right now. We didn't start it, but we're, flam- we're, we're definitely uh, fanning the flames. There's no doubt. Just like every other country does. But I would rather have us than live in a world similar to Putin or China or Saudi Arabia or whatever you want to put there. So soak that up. And everybody said, well, what about Sweden and all these other things? Those people exist in freedoms because of the might of what we are. Not just when it comes to, you know, our military might, our economic might, et cetera, et cetera. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson, show us your Twitter, tweet at us. But I came across this, and I found this interesting about jobs. So this guy in the Atlantic, right, he, he gets this, uh, this idea. You know, he asks people, hey, uh, what do people not understand about your job? Or they get completely wrong about your gig. And he goes, he thought he was going to have a few people send stuff back, you know, enough to do an article. He said he had hundreds of people sent stuff back. Like a neurologist, for example. He says, uh, they don't all make a boatload of money. He goes, if I was a you know, procedural neurologist in a private practice, I could make boatloads of money. He goes, I'm an academic neurologist with a low-paying uh, uh, procedure and make very little comparatively, about $200,000 a year. That's after 13 years of education, 25 years of post-internship residency and training. And I get a $750, a $7,500 productivity bonus some years. Like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then they go through all the stuff that they go through, right? And it's crazy. Like, I found this to be amazing. And this, this right here is something that I found very interesting. A humanitarian. The humanitarian says, the biggest misconception I've found is that people think I'm a lovely person. He goes, I'm a humanitarian currently in a war zone. My friends often assume I'm standing on the back of a truck handing out supplies. But in fact, I am currently sitting on a bench balancing my computer on my knee while I'm trying to get enough Internet to request more supplies for my logistics team and update a budget from the, for the finance team that uh, was due out a week ago. So we could get it to a donor. He goes, the other big misconception is, especially on dating sites, people think I'm lovely. Not saying I'm not nice, but I wouldn't have gotten this far if I weren't ambitious, determined, and downright stubborn at times. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's it. You, you find out that what you think you know about somebody's job, you know very little. We're going to do more of these throughout the uh, show because I find it to be fascinating. I love the one from the pastor, and we'll do that one uh, probably in the next segment after What's Trending because it's very interesting what the pastor said. 
24, 23. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. My pillow has percale bed sheets. Normally, eh, 90 bucks for you. $40. Breathable, cool, comfortable, amazing. Fit perfect. 250 thread count. 60 day money back guarantee. King, queen size, pillowcases, the whole nine yards. You got nothing to lose right there. Top of that, MyPillow has all the deep discounts on the MyPillow, the towels, uh, the the incredible mattress topper, the slippers, you name it, deep discounts on everything. And you can get all of these by going to MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson gets you all that and more. Check it out. But the sale of the year on the Percale bed sheets going on right now. Normally $90, yours for just 40 bucks. Check it out at MyPillow.com slash Benson. My Pillow.com slash Benson. Little what's trending straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Irreverent? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending, baby. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff trending. Little NFL last night trending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Big time. It's a horrible game, by the way. Horrible game. Uh, let's see here. World Smile Day trending. Ooh. Major League Baseball playoffs start today trending. Oh, Lana. As Taylor Swift reveals the complete track list for Midnight's, including the surprise duet. I have no idea. I'm like, who did she Who did she date and break up with so she could write a number one hit and then blame it all on them? Oh. Armageddon. We said it the other day, not the movie, which was a phenomenal movie. Totally underrated. Uh, not since 1962. In the Cuban Missile Crisis, have we been this close to nuclear war? And we all have our own problems, and our world revolves around us. And I'm not just talking about America. I mean, you as an individual, I don't... What happens in your world uh, revolves around you. But that's something that I think people need to pay more attention to what's going on. And I know we can be a little bit, you know, stuck in our own little thing, but it is... It's scary. It is scary to think what might happen. Uh, head over to Google. Look at the trends over there. Totally always different. I always find it fascinating. One's very much more obviously political. And it shows you also with Google that, you know, people are looking for different things. The number one thing yesterday was the Broncos. Two million people. Search the Broncos. Find out why they suck. Uh, Mario the movie. The trailer has dropped. One thing says Mario movie trailer is as cursed as we hoped. I think Chris Pat Platt, Pratt is playing him. Uh, Sarah Lee, not the person who makes the snacks. A former uh, Tough Enough WWE winner uh, died at age 30. Thailand yesterday, horrible, horrible, vile, disgusting violence perpetrated by innocent, the person perpetrated by somebody on innocent children. It was just disgusting. 
Uh, it was uh, uh, just horrible. I mean, it really was. And again, it goes back to some people are just, how do you twist off like that and then want to do what some people do? Biden and his marijuana, not him smoking it, but his uh, putting a pardon out there. And remember, simple possession, marijuana, pardon. We'll get into it a little bit later, but it's not what it's all cracked up to be. It's like, oh, God, we're just letting out. That, that, that has happened. But we also need to look that and say that eh, this whole thing about nope to drope and ugh to drugs isn't working at all. Uh, before we went to break, we we're talking about this article in the Atlantic about people who have jobs, careers, and the misconceptions of what they think people do. And I found this one interesting. A pastor said, funerals are more interesting than weddings. He goes, I've served as a pastor for a few church for the last 20 years. In addition to the weekly preaching, Bible study, pastoral you know, calls that they make, uh, he goes, I'm also blessed to do funerals and weddings. He goes, an experience preparing for and officiating a funeral is more interesting than weddings. He goes, the whole of the community is much more honest and real about funerals than weddings. It is on occasion of a death that we get down to truly the important things in life. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I mean, you don't want to think oh, that's, that's, that, that's, you know, something like that, but uh, it is interesting. A software engineer said, here's something that uh, most people don't realize. It's amazing that any of this blank works at all. <laughs> he goes, it's amazing that any of this crap works at all. The simple act of performing and search for best burger in Minneapolis from your phone requires not only hundreds of software systems to execute code in less than one second, but also communication via radio waves, copper cables, fiber optic lines. It's mind boggling that any of it works, let alone that it works almost all the time. He also said everything is broken all of the time. The Internet is incredibly uh, resilient, but there's always stuff breaking all the time. That's fascinating. We'll do some more of these. A lot of stuff still to get into. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Do a little sound salad a little bit later, as well as some Halloween stuff straight ahead. Is Hocus Pocus 2 evil? Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We're talking about jobs. And not just because we're at the lowest unemployment rate for 49 for 50 years. But uh, what people get wrong about human beings' jobs, so like what they think, because like, I get it all the time. So you should just open the mic and talk. I'm like, mm, no. And same thing when I do voiceovers. Uh, I've had many of my friends, I could totally do your job. I'm like, crack open the mic. I'm like, go for it. And you'd be surprised, right? So I get here extra early in the morning. Why? Well, because I read. I go home at night and I will get home and I have 
two to three hours before I go to bed if I'm lucky. And I'm hanging out with the family, but I'm also checking the news and because that's where all the preparation comes from. And then there's all the other stuff. Like, you know, it's like I, you know, my uncle and I, we have our other company, so I'm dealing with stuff all day. I do a ton of voice work. So I'm dealing with stuff with the, I've got, you know, clients locally and nationally. You, you deal with stuff. It's not just, this is the fun stuff. And I remember when I played soccer, uh, uh, one of the great players of all time said something. He said, I never once got paid to play the game, but I sure in the hell got paid to practice. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that one of the funniest ones at all these, I mean, you look, there's pharmacists, there's chefs, all these kinds of things. Like the chef thing is, is amazing. We'll touch on that. But this is a sailor, right? He goes, if something goes very wrong, who are we going to call for help? Buzz blanking light year? And the, I love this. He goes, I'm a sailor by profession, a delivery skipper to be exact. My husband and I deliver brand new sailboats all over the planet before anyone gets their panties in a wad. Let me inform you that, yes, swearing like a sailor is a real thing. Oh. Here's some of the myths and the reality. You guys think we're living a dream. If I hear one more person say that to me, I'm going to punch them in the cr- uh, throat. Of course we're not. Whose blanking dream is it to have hurricanes form overhead while you're working? We have it happen all the time. You must have a great time out there watching the sunset, kicking back, having a beer. What a life. Blank you. We don't drink while sailing. you got to be an idiot to drink while you're sailing, even if you own your own boat. When things go wrong at sea, they go wrong fast. <laughs> it takes a long time to get to Tahiti. Don't you stop? Where the blank are we going to stop, you moron? <laughs> We're looking at a map. There's nothing out there. We're in the middle of the Pacific. It's called the Null Zone. We're actually closer at times to people on the International Space Station than we are actually to people on land. It's a cool fact, but it's also intimidating. Oh, my goodness me. That is crazy. That's crazy. It is. It's true, though. It's true. It's, it's, you know, we've talked about there's a couple places out there that are so desolate that that and so just like when you think about it you're like my god there's a place out in the ocean that there's not even life like very few if any fish like that's crazy like if you're out there you're pretty screwed 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program i saw this uh yesterday and i thought really really and it's sad. Now, let me say this. As a Christian, right, as a man of faith, uh, I'm not perfect. I recognize that. Uh, and I'm fine with that. God's fine with that. He didn't make perfect people. There's no perfect. That's why, that's, that's why there'll never be a perfect anything. I want a perfect utopia. Well, you can't. You never will have one. Why not? Because there's no perfect people. Remember we played that a couple weeks ago? When I said I was sitting here at like, you know, 4.30 in the morning, I'm doing work, and I'm listening to these kids who are trying to create this utopia. And they were robbing a bunch of people to create their utopia. And it was on a, a Dragnet episode from the 50s, late 50s, early 60s. And they said, well, we're going to create a perfect you know, world. And they're like, eh, you're not. Well, why not? Because there's no perfect people. And there are people out there that you sit there and shake your head. Uh, last weekend, we do family movie nights, usually Friday and Saturday, sometimes both. And we watched Hercus Pocus 2. Why'd you watch that, Chad? Because I have a four-year-old. And uh, she didn't want to watch Dahmer. 
So you get a mom in Texas that's a little worried about the uh, uh, what potentially could happen with uh, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. A worst case scenario is that you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. Jamie Gooch is a mother of three and the owner of Gooch Family Farms in Troy. I love everything to do with house and home. I believe everything starts here. This time of year, fall harvest is heavily celebrated in their household, but Halloween is not. It grieves me, the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. Yeah, yeah, look, I totally get that. And I'm not going to say it's easy to make fun of somebody like that who's like, oh, my God, and we, we saw it. You know, back in the 80s, we had satanic panic, right? We had. She believes, though, that, like, there's going to be. Woo-hoo, and then, you know, like they're really casting spells. That's a tough thing. Right. And as a Christian, that's a tough thing to get behind. That You know, they're casting spells. Ah. Gooch says there's a spiritual war being waged against homes in America. And Hollywood is part of the problem. And right now, one film in particular. Now, I will say that there is a lot to that. Hollywood is producing and they've always produced crap. But now and Hollywood is paying the price for it at the box office. They're producing things that, A, people don't want to see, and B, in many cases, it's not about, it's about the message that they're trying to portray, and they're pushing stuff out there as if all of these things are normal, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. So there is some to that, but at the same time, I live in a world of reality, right? You my kids? We talk a lot, because I like talking to my kids. Uh, which I'm blessed for, but the the thought process of hocus pocus being evil and casting spells on children, eh, not by that. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. In a recent Facebook post, I was a little bit scared when I hit post because I was afraid of the reaction that I would get. Gooch advises moms against letting their kids watch hocus pocus too. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen, they become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. Reminds me of my grandma. So my, uh, my uncle and I, we talk about we're business partners, best friends. Uh, my grandmother was very much like, uh, they're all going to laugh at you <laughs> at times. If you guys seen Carrie, <laughs> they're all going to laugh at you. Piper Laurie. <laughs> She's like, like Carrie comes home. They laughed at you. It, my grandma at times was a lot like that. I never saw a complete movie in my life with my grandmother. She would take us to the movies all the time. We'd walk out within 10 minutes when somebody said the word, damn, we're done. We're done. And uh, now we create monsters, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. But it's it's just I, it's tough, right? Because as a parent, I understand. Look, I, you know, do sometimes you have something on you like, you know, the kids are out there. And or sometimes you go over now, especially because, first of all, the kids pay very little attention to the television. Because they're too busy on their tablets. And, you know, they're on TikTok and stuff like that. You should be worried more about that. But do I worry about them watching a witch 
on a hocus pocus thing that they're really going to cast a spell. I do not. That was not one of my, I wasn't there, you know, last week, but you saw the same thing with Harry Potter, right? You saw a lot of that stuff. We have to steal this. She says most of the feedback has been positive, but she knows her opinion isn't for everyone. And that's okay. She says it's healthy to stir up conversations, just not cauldrons. Yeah. Well, I've not stirred up any cauldrons. Not lately. Because they're going to steal your souls. <laughs> it's a tough one, though. I'm telling you guys, it, I, I, as a parent, like, yeah, you know, it's like you want your kids to consume better stuff. You do. You know, it's like, what's the age where you let your kid watch a mo- like a really scary movie, like uh, Friday the 13th or stuff? You know, they want to get together with their friends and. And those kind of things. Those are things you take in. How mature is your kid, right? You know, uh, you know, like we've been talking about drugs. Like, you know, because, you know, Biden's out there, you know, pardoning a bunch of people. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, it's just going to open up the jails. It's not, you know, it's 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 not as many as people think. And the reality is his pardon is virtually worthless because the vast majority of it's all on the states. Because they were brought up on state charges, not federal charges. So if the states don't give you a pardon then you're not going to get one. But when it comes to like, you know, people more worried about this or, you know, I'm not, you know what I'm worried about? Fentanyl. That scares me far more than whether or not there's evil being stirred up in the world. My kids get it. They're not real witches. They're not. Lily and I, who's my stepdaughter, she's 12. We're really close. And uh, she's my she's my she's very conservative and she's very, very capitalistic, but she likes scary stuff. So last night, Charlie fell asleep. We watched American Horror Stories. They do like 40 minute things. And we, we watched it. And, you know, there was a couple jump scares for her. And she liked that. But I'm not going to let her watch. Certain things. You know, just enough to to have a little fun. And they they were like silly. It was like, uh, you know, it was about like zombies living in a lake. You pick and choose as a parent. But we will do this and say, oh, you can't watch that. But at the same time, are you having to talk with your kids? You know, your kids may experiment with weed. It might happen. Probably at least have the opportunity. Maybe alcohol. But I tell you what, are you having to talk about fentanyl? Well, yeah, but they're not asking. No, they're not asking for fentanyl. They're asking for Adderall, right? Something to take the edge off, maybe, somewhere. A Ridlin, maybe I need a little bit more. They're asking for that, and what they're getting is fentanyl. Those are the conversations that need to be had more and more. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benchin Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Uh, A lot of stuff to get to. We'll do a little salad sound these are things we missed this week but we'll throw it out there just for you to listen to and we'll react to it as well lear capital right now wants to help you as we worry about the rising cost of things inflation people don't know what to do with their money the market's up one day it's down the next and it's down another it's down another why not take a portion of what you got and say well maybe precious metals is the place for it lear capital can help with that learchad.com you're going to go there they're going to send you out a free investor kit they're going to show you the things that they do and how they separate themselves over 25 years of experience. That's a long time, quarter of a century in a business as competitive as that. It's a, you're in it to win it. And that's what they're about. Uh, so you can go to learchad.com. They send you out the kit. Inside of the kit is going to be a complimentary for you. Kennedy Silver Half Dollar. 
They're going to show you and inform you and educate you on the risk and the rewards when it comes to things like silver, gold, coins. Check them out. Learchad.com. L-E-A-R-Chad.com. It is the Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Is it really the perfect place for takeout? Of course it is. And we're going to take it out. You should probably see a movie. David O. Russell wants to take you to Amsterdam. Get a dead white man in a box. The American Hustle director's latest movie about friendship and fascism stars Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Christian Bale, Chris Rock, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, Taylor Swift, and more. It's only in theaters. Also in theaters, singer Shawn Mendes voices a singing crocodile. At the top of the Lyle Lyle Crocodiles, a family flick, also starring Javier Bardem and Constance Wu. And streaming, Lena Dunham's latest film is the medieval coming-of-age movie Catherine Called Birdie on Prime Video. Yeah, not watching that. A lot of good horror stuff coming out this weekend. Smiley, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Smile wins the weekend again. Again, it's a horror movie, and I heard Amsterdam is awful. And the trailers look so good, but I heard it's just a disaster. A disaster! A giant disaster. Hey, uh, we get through the week each and every single week. We do the best we can to get to every single story. We're not always able to do that. But darn it, we give it a try. And when we don't, we don't want you to miss out. So we decide to uh, throw together a salad. Now it's time for a little sound salad. Oh, goody, because I am so famished. The sound we didn't hear during the week, but wanted to. Fasten your seatbelt, because this is not your captain speaking. That's right. That is a guy going, why? We don't know. It's on several planes. Uh, That one from uh, L.A. to Dallas, American Airlines. What did they say? They said it was a uh, some sort of mechanical issue with uh, the speakers, but the entire time it was... They, they were flying. They heard. That's insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And it would be terrifying. 100% terrifying. Do hear that if you're on a plane. And by the way, don't tell me. Don't tell me. That that's a mechanical issue either. Kanye and Tucker. So you just came from Paris Fashion Week. The lanyard's still on from it, and there's a photograph on it. What is that? It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. You designed that? Yes. Why? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro-life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God. Yeah, very interesting. He's an interesting cat, but he's also all over the place. Uh, it, it's crazy. He actually talked about Lizzo as well, and, you know, uh, she's a bigger girl. Now let's talk about my good friend Lizzo. When Lizzo loses 10 pounds and announces it, the bots, they attack her for losing weight because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight is the new goal when it's actually unhealthy for people to promote that. It's demonic. 
Why do you think they would want to promote unhealthiness? It's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Wow. So it started one area and you're like, oh, and then it went to another area. But that's what we expect from somebody. Uh, well, you know, that's uh, him. Genius and madness close to each other. Can we all uh, uh, kind of say that? Well, a couple Biden for you. President Biden told Reverend Al Sharpton that he will seek a second term in office. That's according to an official with Sharpton's National Action Network. He is going to seek it. Now, do you guys know this about Biden? I find out every time he comes to the mic, I find out something new. Uh, I, I, I got raised in the black church. He knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. I probably... Uh went to shul more than many of you did. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding. He can tell you I'm not. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. <laughs> he says a lot of stuff, kids. Uh, a little sound salad, some of the stuff we missed this week just didn't have time to get to because there's always stuff going on. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. If you miss any of said program, there is a podcast. Grab it. It's yours for free. Not going to cost you anything, but some of your time. I think you'll enjoy it as well. You can get it iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson i was gonna clean my room until i got high <laughs> i was gonna get up and find the broom but then i got high uh, my room is still messed up and i know why why man yeah because i got high because i got high because i got high oh Biden, what are you doing? You're releasing people in a crime wave epidemic. You're doing that. Yeah, Biden yesterday decided he was going to uh, pardon a bunch of people. People were asking me, I said, whoa, I can't believe he did this. Uh, you know, here's the thing about the weed stuff. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but I, I want to talk about this. You know, drugs are an issue in this country. We know that. You and I both know that. We all know that. Fentanyl is an issue. Weed is weed. The problem is, who are you releasing? You're smoking weed and selling a little dime bag here and there. It's, it's, it is crazy that we have people in jail that <laughs> what they're in jail for now is legal. Now, not all of these people are going to get out or are upstanding citizens. And many times they probably had several run-ins with the law long before this. But I think we can, if we're fair with each other, right, if, we, if we're if we fair with each other, it's, uh, 
It's long overdue that we look at weed in a much different way. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's... uh, uh I never really cared. I mean, I've never done a drug in my life. I never have. If you guys don't know my story, I'll just do a quick little background. I've never had a smoke, never had a drink, never tasted alcohol, never had a smoke, never did a drug. Nothing. I am a teetotaler, as they would say. I grew up around it like you couldn't believe. My, my father died of a heart attack, like his fourth or fifth heart attack brought on by you know, massive amounts of drug use. I've seen everything you could think of and then some. That being said, when my dad smoked weed, he wasn't a bad thing comparatively to a lot of the other stuff. And I know that's a weird thing, you know, especially in a crime epidemic. I just, I look at it and it's just the dumbest thing in the world, right? If you want to guess, you know, you can go back and you can look at it. Why was weed scheduled as far as the drugs, the way that they scheduled the drug and the whole nine yards and, and, and because they overdid it and had a lot to do with business and we could sit there and, and but to me, I've just always thought it's a, it's the dumbest thing in the world. And I used to say this all the time when I, when I was over in Europe playing soccer, failingly, gloriously trying to make a, a living at it back in the day. Uh, but I made the effort, right? You know, you got to try that. I would rather be in a stadium with a bunch of people that are high than a stadium with a bunch of people who are drunk. <laughs> if that makes sense. The federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule One substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. Yeah. Uh, and and the fentanyl thing to me is is something very serious. I have a 12-year-old. I have a just turned 14-year-old. I have a soon-to-be 12-year-old stepdaughter. And I have a 4-year-old. Am I worried that they may smoke weed? No. No. That they may experiment with alcohol? I worry more about that. But I'm terrified that they may take uphill and die. The fact that, that marijuana is the schedule one above fentanyl. Well, fentanyl has its purpose when it comes to, you know, pain and stuff. I get that. But let's be real. How many people died last year? Is it 80 some thousand? The vast majority of them died from overdoses due to what? Fentanyl. My buddy uh, uh, Armstrong Getty, uh, Joe said it correctly. It, 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 you're poisoned. You, you don't overdose. Very few of them overdose. Well, what does that mean? Many people are buying a pill that they think is what? It's a uh, just a regular old. Uh, you know, I bought it. I bought it from the guy. It's 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 an Adderall. It's a Xanax, right? 
you know, it's something like that. Something to take the edge off. And these pills that they have, you know, thanks to China and the cartels, 70% of fentanyl comes through the United States, the United States of America, comes through Arizona. 70%. And these pills, you know, it's, it's not like they just are handing these things out and you don't know what it is. No, they make them look like they're the pill they're supposed to be. Right. They've even got the little stamp on there. Oh, you look it up. If you were to play pill roulette, it's like, this says it's an A whatever ever. And you look on it, and you're like, oh, that's an Adderall or whatever. And the next thing you know, it's not. Libraries across the country now in big cities have Narcan. Do you know many of you listening right now, you can go to your your pharmacy right now and you can get Narcan. No questions asked. No, like you don't need a prescription or anything. That's the thing that will help bring people back. Think of uh, Pulp Fiction, right? You know, that's what will help. And to see the devastation and to see the things that are happening. So when I hear that, you know, I see everybody freak out. Oh my God, it's a bad one. I sit there and laugh and I go, think about this. First of all, it was business, why it got scheduled the way it did. Secondly, there are too many people, especially people of color, who had no choice in many cases but to plead and end up going to jail for way too long for possession or dealing a dime bag. They're not the cartels. I'm not saying there's a bunch of great people in there. But I am saying we got to do something better when it comes to this and focus on the thing that matters. And the things that matter are things like fentanyl. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. OPEC screwed us. Bunch of SOBs. I'll say it again, and I'm looking mostly at you. Period. Case closed in the story. Saudi Arabia. You jacked the pooch. And if we had a president with balls, if we had a president that would get off his ass, I like what he did with the marijuana. Here's the give and take in the world, right? I may lean to the right, but I'll tell you right now, I'll give you praise and I'll cut you down. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. It's the way it should be. If you had a president with balls, you would stand up and said, USOBs, how many of those people on 9-11 were yours? Until we get energy independent, we will always be beholden to people that hate us. And for you greenies out there, for you people who are green... Understand the world that's not stable isn't going to get you to your utopia of greenness. Understand that. A world that is unbalanced. You know, we talk about nuclear war. There's different kinds of nuclear war. Well, you've got a hydrogen bomb and the... No, 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 no. North Korea has a nuclear weapon. Pakistan, India, Israel. We can go down the line of, of the countries that possess these things. Iran wants one really bad. Saudi Arabia doesn't have that conventional, but they have a nuclear weapon when it comes to finances, and that's oil. And until we get off our asses and get ourselves energy independent and not give money and fun regimes and people who hate our guts in everything we stand for. We're going to go through this game over and over and over 
and over and over again. Period. Case closed. <sighs> we'll have more about this. It, it, it should frustrate all of you. It should. Maybe everybody should smoke some weed. Oh, Chad. I know I'm going to hear from people. I can't believe you say you've got conservatism in you, but at the same time, you talk about the fact that you're okay with weed. Yeah. Uh, I'm a conservatarian. That's what I always like to call myself. You know, lots of conservative, lots of libertarian views. Right. But the weed thing is just it didn't work. And, you know, here's the thing. When I talk to conservatives who always say, well, you know, if something doesn't work, we've got to change. This has never worked. Ever. So maybe it's time for a change. It costs us how much money to lock people up year in and year out? Too much. You start checking off the things. And then when you get down to it, weed is stupid. What do you think about it? Here, I live in an area where the snowbirds have returned. Right? So the snowbirds have returned and guess who floods the dispensaries here? 60 and 70 year olds for their arthritis. They're not going to get it. They're not going to hit a bump, but you know what they're doing? They're getting gummies and butter and things of that nature because it helps them. And if they want to get high, then they got high, but then they got high. Ba-da-da, 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 323 538 2423 at Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. Tweet at us. There's a restaurant in San Francisco where this is $75 for your dog to sample food. I just want you to $75. I feel like that's ridiculous. This is not one of those puppuccinos. This is 75 bucks so your dog can have a taste test. Good God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Here's something that's free for your dog. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Rough Greens is amazing. And right now you can get a free bag of Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All this incredible stuff that you sprinkle on top of your dog's food. It is a amazing supplement that keeps your dogs energetic, happy, and healthy. And Dr. Dennis Black, who's put this together, wants you to try it. This is a guy who's done so many things in life, like Green Beret, right? Decorated uh, helicopter pilot in Vietnam era. A guy that has done a ton of stuff, became a naturopathic doctor, and his goal was to make people and animals healthy, especially animals because he loves them, and he wants every dog to try this. I want you to try it, and so does he, for free. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Try it now for free. You cover the cost of shipping. The bag comes out to you. It's yours. No no questions asked. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Mike Lyon's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. What's going on over there? Because the Russians are getting their asses kicked. And uh, that's a good thing. But the tactical nukes, this is what Mike used to do for a living. What can they do? How big of a blast can they supply? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show Twitter. This is the Chad Benson Show. Cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. 
This is not good news uh, that we've gotten from uh, OPEC. Hard to know what would have happened if President Biden had not taken that trip at the time. I thought it was the reasonable thing to do, recognizing that there was enormous uncertainty. It increases the risks with respect to inflation. It increases the risks with respect to recession. The sense that Saudi Arabia is in collaboration of some kind with Russia can't be a happy one for Americans. No, Larry Summers right there. Uh, He's absolutely right. It's not good news. And again, we continue to fund hate and anger towards us. And we got to stop that. And if you're green and you're like, but I like puppies and, you know, polar bears. I do, too. Who doesn't? Right. I don't want again. How many times I said we, we don't need to crap on our earth. We don't strip it and and rape it and and destroy it. No, no. But Earth has been around a lot longer than we are, and we ever will be. Outside of a massive asteroid smashing into us. But don't worry, we've figured out how to fire a refrigerator at that and shoot it around the corner, apparently. That being said, we got to do better. And we're going to have to sit down and have an honest conversation with the powers that be. That yes, green energy is important. Yes, all of those things are going to help us to get to our ultimate goal, which is, for some people, getting away from being dependent on SOBs that hate our guts and stabilizing the world. And there's a two-pronged attack here. But the first thing is we have to admit there's going to be some hard things that we have to do. And one of those may be becoming more energy independent by actually doing something that, even if you're a green person, that you abhor. And if you want stability in the world, it's not just about the, 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 you know, the green and the earth. Think of the individuals and the human beings and stability that us being energy independent brings, not just for the safety here, but the more that we can export, the better. Plus, we're controlling what we do when it comes to a lot of this stuff. That's a helper as far as how we're drilling and how we're doing stuff. But I tell you what, I mean, I would have just figured out how do you text MBS? You know, that guy who likes chopping people up and doing those things. How do you text him the word fracking? Who's got his phone? We got to do better. But there, I'm telling you guys right now, with all of the other stuff that's going on, it's not just about business or green. There's stability that goes into this. We touched on it yesterday ever so briefly. Emerging nations, nations in Africa who are struggling, they are going to get kicked in the grundle already because there's not enough fertilizer and things are being produced to help grow crops. There's also all kinds of issues of getting certain crops and grains out of places like Eastern Europe for some reason. But on top of that, this kind of move will make energy so much more expensive for people who can't afford it. So if you want stability, there's ways of getting there much easier. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Speaking of war, Mike Lyons joins us straight ahead. We're going to ask him about, hey, those tactical nukes. Explain those to us. Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The pooter turned 70 today. He's the worst. We already know that. Now, regardless of what he did, you know, in the Ukraine, he is one of those people that is just an awful person, uh, you know, and I think we know that. But he is threatening things, things like, I don't know, nuclear war, which is terrifying. Joining us now is the guy who's been with us from the beginning of this thing, pre this thing, that has become uh, a lot of what the world should be paying more attention to. Mike Lyons, uh, retired uh, major in the Army and military analyst. Mike, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, I, I want to break stuff down. You you dealt with tactical nukes when when you were doing your thing. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I was a nuclear weapons officer uh, in in Germany at the time when the wall was up, um, when uh, we thought the Third World War was going to take place there. Um, part of the, the PRP, the Personal Reliability Program, uh, nuclear qualified, the whole thing, and, and, and familiar with the kind of weapon systems that a tactical nuke uh, would be responsible for. Okay, so let's break down. There's different kinds, you know, the A-bomb, you know, and then you got hydrogen and stuff. Let's talk about the tactical nuke. Mm-hmm. The sizes of these things comparatively to what we saw and the only experience we've had realistically, which is Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right. And so those are air delivered. So this is one thing to have a nuke. It's another thing to deliver a nuke and how, and how it gets delivered is important. And a nuclear weapon delivered tactically is most cases by an artillery weapon, in fact, at a distance of, let's say, about 12 to 15 miles. And in most cases, it's used to cover a retreat. It's not used in the offense. You don't shoot a tactical nuke forward and then, you know, go ahead and take that land because that land will be contaminated. And so we had them used back back in the day when we were set to use them, if we had to, God forbid, in in the defense and, and to use them as a retreat. Now, he's claiming he'll use them differently if if uh, if he's attacked in these areas that that he just took over and just annexed. He'll claim he'll use tactical nuclear weapons. I'm not sure what the target will be. Likely the target will be the conventional weapons. They'll they'll be fixed in place because the tactical nuke gives the um, the advantage to having um, 10 times the amount of artillery. So, for example, he fires one weapon, he gets 10 times the amount of artillery. So he's going to up the precision artillery that's been happening to him over the past few months. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst and our go to when it comes to all things uh, military war. So. What are the sizes of the things? Because I've heard everything from one kiloton to 50 kiloton comparatively to what we saw in Japan. Yeah, so so you'd be surprised the tactical nukes don't have the same level of let's you know square footage that that would that would they could destroy just because based on the size of what you could fit into an artillery round a 155 uh, artillery round, which is 155 millimeter, without getting you know getting too much inside baseball here. But but the point is, it, you um, you know it, it's it's not something that will necessarily change a tactical nuke again won't change the battlefield very much because it's not going to destroy you know 10 square miles or 200 square miles or some some other large figure. It won't it won't do something. It won't it won't be that effective unless you know he goes after infrastructure he goes after um uh, rail lines and things but those really are going to be more difficult to deliver artillery wise because he's not close enough to do them he likely then brings in planes or drones or i no, I, I take that back he's got no capacity to really do drones there but other other delivery mechanisms but if he puts those things in a plane he runs the risk of having that plane shot being shot down so I, I think he's we're overestimating what the tactical nukes are going to do. It won't tip the balance back into Russia's favor. 
it'll just buy them time really defensively because that's, you know, again, tactical nukes don't work on the offense. Talking to my clients, military analysts, and let's talk about the offense. Uh, they seem to have very little of it, and they've just now decided they're going to send 300,000 people to their death, more than likely. The Ukrainians are making moves mm -hmm. that, you know, we were talking earlier that you go back and, you know, you're a study, obviously, of history when it comes to war. You know, taking a, a small hill sometimes took days, weeks, and months. These guys are taking miles at a time. It is fascinating yeah. to watch how bad they are their military is and how under you know uh, how underwhelming they've been and just what the ukrainians have been able to do on the battlefield yeah in the short time that this has gone on you've got uh, you know the historical analogy is vladimir putin hasn't found a general officer that's really willing to engage in total war in in the region and synchronizing all the different assets he has because he does they do have tremendous military capability there. They just have not been able to figure out a way to synchronize it. They've been cut off. They've been trapped. Um, they um, they have not looked at terrain. They've they've put themselves in positions that have allowed them to be cut up and, and shot up piecemeal. They've tried to attack along too wide a front, a thousand kilometer front. So th they've, they've made literally every, every single mistake. Now, at some point, though, they're going to get back to, we, we talked about different Alamos, right? I mean, we said at one time Odessa was something that, uh, that the Ukraine never could get, never could give, you know, give back. Now, Crimea is the place that he will defend forever. Crimea is, you know, the Russians have to have that strategically. They've had it for 100 years. They were leasing the Sevastopol. They were leasing the, the naval assets there for, for the last, you know, before the fighting started. I, I think that that's the last kind of stand, and they'll have to move as many troops in, into that area as possible. And Russia will continue to throw troops at this. That's how they solve these problems historically. They throw, you're right, 300,000 troops throwing them to the fire and, uh, and and likely a lot of them will be killed, but, uh, but they, they'll keep coming because they have that capacity. You know, you talk about the 300,000. I mean, you know, it, it's, they, the gig is up as far as trying to hide everything with, you know, you can go out and get VPNs. Now the young generation has worked its way around the propaganda right. and the BS that the, the Russians have spun. And look, everybody does it. We're full of propaganda, all of that stuff. But these kids and these guys, they know what they're heading into. They're not trained. They're given rusty weapons, uh, bad uniforms, and right. they know they're going to either a certain defeat or death or capture. They understand that. That is, mm -hmm. I mean, th that has to be the noise growing throughout that, hey, you know what? As an older woman or man, you're all about Russia and you remember the pre, you know, the Soviet days. But watching your kid go off to mm -hmm. war and thinking, hey, they're coming back in a body bag. That's that's going to start to upset some mm -hmm. of the generation. I think he thinks he has a hold of. Well, I, and I think that that makes sense in around Moscow and some of the larger cities in, in Russia. But we have to remember Russia has 11 time zones. Um, they they can mobilize from many different areas for people that frankly don't look Russian, right? They look they're they're of different of ethnic sorts, um, and and they don't have that same ex exposure to the technology or to the communications, and they could be quickly rounded up. But but for all the technology that Ukraine has brought to the battle, what's what's shrunken here and what you can't shrink actually is time. And the time it takes to mobilize. And again, look in history, you talk about countries that mobilize and do it successfully. United States, for example, mobilized very successfully during World War II after getting initially punched in the nose, obviously, in 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 initially taking tremendous losses in, in Africa and in the Pacific. And then wound up as war machine. It takes it takes about a year to train a division. Right now, they are sending replacements in. They're just sending individuals to go in and fight. 
But from a military perspective, we know that it takes divisions, and that's twenty to 25,000 soldiers fighting at a time that have been training for about a year together at a time in order for them to be successful. Well, the question is, Russia's running out of that time to do that. They should have started training those divisions back when they when they started this whole thing, but they just thought it was going to be over before it, before it began. Talking to military analyst Mike Lyons, we talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. Uh What's the off-ramp, if there is any, from Washington Post reporting today that uh, people inside the Kremlin now are starting to do something they never probably thought they were? They're pushing back. They are, even some generals are pushing back now. Does he have an off-ramp at all? I, I, you know, hard to say. You know, he's going to want to keep certain areas maybe have a real election in those as regions in the Donbass as to whether they want to join Russia or not, as opposed to the fake one that, that was pulled. Um, I'm not sure he'll agree to that. And, and um, as we talked before, that should he fire a nuclear weapon, then regime change is really on the table more overtly than it is uh, in an undercurrent right now. I, you know, for him at this point, um, unless he wants to continue to lose his, his army he's going to need to get it off the field. But he needs Crimea, uh, and there's no other way around it. Russia will never be able to project power as, as a, in, from their perspective, and, and, and maybe that's the, that would be a tremendous punishment if somehow that's taken, uh, that takes his Black Fleet, uh, Black Sea Fleet, and puts it uh, really on ice. What I mean by that is they'll have to go to the north and into the into the naval ports they have there that freeze in the wintertime. They don't have a warm water port. So it's going to be difficult to find a face-saving solution for Russia with, again, the largest amount of nuclear weapons and arsenal within any country in the world right now. Which is terrifying. And again, when you got a mad, what they call the mad Vlad, uh, you, you do worry about somebody. Do you think we have so? Do you think there are people inside the Kremlin that, while they're going along with this, Mike, and you know this better than anybody, having dealt with military and, and war your entire adult life, that there is a back channel or somebody within the 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 power sphere that should he say we're doing this, somebody would say we're not, and he could be able to pull it off. Yeah, I, I love that question because I, I you, you're looking again. Go back to history and think about times when we should have that person. Um, I don't think that we do in this case. I think that that we've allowed this to get completely out of hand. By mixed signals from a president, I, I think if we had that guy and we had that that inside back channel, a lot of things would have happened, uh, uh, wouldn't have happened, and we we wouldn't have sent the message. Look, we had a president in January, basically give him a green light to go invade Ukraine. I mean, from what his comments were about, you know, if it, if you don't do it too badly or whatever, you know, what he said, and everybody, you know, we we just give a pass to everything that Joe Biden says that has that has accelerated some of the things that have happened. I think if we had that person. You, you would, we, there would have been a lot, there would have been a lot stronger message to the Kremlin about what their actions would be. And, and I think right now the Kremlin goes thinking that the United States doesn't matter anymore. He's just trying to survive the regional conflict that he, that he has in Europe. And if he does that, he's, he'll win eventually. And if he gets Germany and France and everybody else weak in the knees and they start to, to cave, then eventually he's still knowing he's got the industrial power can, uh, can win out and at least keep the land that he currently has inside Ukraine. What is OPEC's move by getting rid of uh, or, or at least cutting their, you know, uh, bringing the barrel of oil, if you will, and producing, you know, yeah. probably about three to five percent. What does that do for their coffers? Well, so to flip that, the Chinese have used less energy. Uh, saw a report on that this morning. Right. So. So, again, you talk about, you know, t typical commodity 
you know, if I go to school again, I'm going to study more economics, right? Because that's really the whole economic statecraft of this whole, you know, the economic security is such an important factor to this whole, to our country. And and we, we're ignoring it because we're, we're starting to, again, out. So we're going to go to a Venezuelan dictator in order to try to pump more oil, to try to keep the gas low so the Democrats can win an election is really what's, what's how that's going to go down. But anyway, the, getting back, um, the Chinese now are going to be able to absorb a lot. So there's still going to be a lot of opportunity for Russia to earn the kind of money it needs to fund this war. And it's, it's going to come from from China. And as long as China is on board, China holds the key. If China decides and says to Russia, look, enough's enough. We've had it. That's it. Then, then the whole thing has to stop because they're the only ones that can strangle. But they like the fact that their dog's off the leash. They like the fact that uh, they, they, it involves the United States. They, they like that because this kind of upheaval can put them in a, in a higher position eventually. Last quick question. I appreciate you coming on. You know, we, we talk about this, and we were talking about this earlier with the whole thing with OPEC. And I don't think people realize mm-hmm. when if we're energy independent and we're not sending money to despots and people who hate us and who are diametrically opposed mm-hmm. to everything that we believe, not just here but the West, the more stable everything is, the better it is, not just for us but for everybody else. OPEC's move yesterday doesn't I mean, will be fine. But the hurting it's going to do for mm-hmm. places throughout, like Yemen, where they're going through a famine, uh, the, and, and throughout Africa, is right. tremendous. And we don't see that. Yeah. No, that, that's exactly right. Because these other countries, those, some of those third world countries, have decided to buy into some of the green uh, theories and, and what's gone on there. And they've, they've, they've outsourced, that again, their energy. When you outsource your energy, you're really outsourcing your security and you've put your prosperity on hold and there's just no way you're be able, you're going to be able to grow um i again um we we won't know that because we don't see that because that's not covered in any of our media events we're just more worried about what the price of our gas is but it's the the effects on the third world countries is devastating when that happens mike Lyons, best in the business love having you on we'll talk to you next week my man thanks chad talk soon thanks at Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Uh, if you miss any of that, grab it. Podcast, you'll love it. Mike Lyons is great. He delivers the best stuff. Follow him on uh, Twitter as well. Lear Capital, inflation going up, 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 up. Markets up, down, up, down, up, down. A little whiplash. Mostly down lately. You're trying to figure out what to do. Man, I'm losing some money. Why don't you take some of that put it into precious metals? Gold, silver, coins, things of that nature. Right now, Lear wants to send you some. So Lear Capital, you go to Lear Chat, L-E-A-R-C-H-A-D. They're going to send you out a investor kit. Take a look at it. All kinds of information there. You're also going to get a free Kennedy Silver Half Dollar. Take a look at it. Touch bases with them. It's not a hard sell. They want to show you, take a small piece of what's going on and protect yourself. Kind of a no-brainer in a world of no-brainers. Just, you should always diversify. That should be the no-brainer thing of no-brainers. Always diversify. Try it right now just by saying hi to them. Go to LearChad.com. Look at their reputation. The trust pilot rating is through the roof. They've got 25 years of experience. They just want to have a chat. L-E-A-R, Chad.com. LearChad.com. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio, medium rare, and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Uh, lost last night. I thought the Broncos would win. They look like crap. They lost. Colts win. Uh, 
Not a good look. I will say that. They are, that, that thing is not working, and I don't know why. Because Russell Wilson is a hell of a quarterback. And, uh, man, they look like that game was ugly. Best way to describe that game. What's that game? Ugly. Ugly. The rest of the games this week, going to give you your picks. I'm still uh, doing okay. 36, now 28 and 1. Uh, Giants, Packers, take the Packers. Patriots, Lions, man. I'm going to go Patriots, but the Lions are the high-scoring team. Unfortunately, they can't stop anybody. Uh, Browns, Chargers, go Chargers. Uh, Jaguars over the Texans. Bucks beat the Falcons. Uh, Bills over the Steelers. Jets, Dolphins. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the Jets. I know it's weird. It's probably wrong, stupid. Vikings beat the Bears. Commanders, Titans. Titans. Uh, Seahawks, Saints. I'm going to go with the Fighting Saints. 49ers, Panthers. I'm going to go with the Niners. Eagles, Cardinals. Cardinals are at home. They suck there. Go with the Eagles. Cowboys, Rams. Go with the Rams. The The Rush, undefeated start to his career, ends. Ravens, Bengals. Go with the Ravens. And the Chiefs will beat the Raiders on Monday night. Interesting uh, article. We'll get to more of it next hour. And if you're missing the show, grab the podcast on uh, jobs and careers and what people think they do and what they actually do. Some things like chefs, doctors, those kinds of lobbyists. He goes, most people assume lobbying is legal money, money laundering. Most people are quite correct, says this lobbyist. Most people assume lobbying is legal money laundering. Most people are quite correct. However, not all lobbyists are money changers in the temple. In fact, many of us do not make campaign contributions, wine and dine legislators, or even work for big corporations or special interests. Many lobbyists represent low-income families, nonprofit organizations, as well as uh, other things, and don't do so many horrible things, if you will. Not so horrible, is how they describe it. Another lobbyist said, the industry isn't just a bunch of unethical fat cats. However, it includes unethical fat cats. We'll have more of that. A lot of other stuff missing the show. Grab the podcast. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.